0: You're listening to the Weekly Bible Lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, July 11, 2021. Subject, Sacrament. The golden text is from 1 Peter. Feed the flock of God which is among you, Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly. The responsive reading is from James. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted Word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, This man's religion is vain. Pure religion, and undefiled before God and the Father, is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. I will read from the Bible. Matthew. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, Behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, they that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye, and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy, and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were in hungered and began to pluck the ears of corn, and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. But he said unto them, Have ye not read what David did when he was in hungered, and they that were with him? How he entered into the house of God, and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests? Or have ye not read in the law, how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath, and are blameless? But I say unto you, that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy, and not sacrifice, ye would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath day. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? that they might accuse him. And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much, then, is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days." Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole, like as the other. Then the Pharisees went out, and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. Mark And his disciples went forth, and came into the city and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. And in the evening he cometh with the twelve. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread, and blessed and brake it, and gave to them, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine, until that day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. John And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull which is called in the hebrew golgotha where they crucified him After these things Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of Tiberius and on this wise showed he himself there were together Simon Peter, and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Matthew, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Jesus of Nazareth taught and demonstrated man's oneness with the Father, and for this we owe him endless homage. His mission was both individual and collective. He did life's work aright, not only in justice to himself, but in mercy to mortals to show them how to do theirs, but not to do it for them, nor to relieve them of a single responsibility. Jesus' history made a new calendar, which we call the Christian era. But he established no ritualistic worship. He knew that men can be baptized, partake of the Eucharist, support the clergy, Observe the Sabbath, make long prayers, and yet be sensual and sinful. Jesus bore our infirmities. He knew the error of mortal belief, and with his stripes, the rejection of error, we are healed. Despised and rejected of men, returning blessing for cursing, he taught mortals the opposite of themselves, even the nature of God. And when error felt the power of truth, the scourge and the cross awaited the great teacher. Yet he swerved not, well knowing that to obey the divine order and trust God saves retracing and traversing anew the path from sin to holiness. Jesus taught the way of life by demonstration, that we may understand how this divine principle heals the sick, casts out error, and triumphs over death. By his obedience to God, He demonstrated more spiritually than all others the principle of being. Hence, the force of his admonition, If ye love me, keep my commandments. While respecting all that is good in the church or out of it, one's consecration to Christ is more on the ground of demonstration than of profession. First in the list of Christian duties, he taught his followers the healing power of truth and love. He attached no importance to dead ceremonies. It is the living Christ, the practical truth, which makes Jesus the resurrection and the life to all who follow him indeed. Obeying His precious precepts, following His demonstration so far as we apprehend it, we drink of His cup, partake of His bread, are baptized with His purity, and at last we shall rest, sit down with Him in a full understanding of the divine principle which triumphs over death. To keep the commandments of our Master and follow His example is our proper debt to Him and the only worthy evidence of our gratitude for all that He has done. Outward worship is not of itself sufficient to express loyal and heartfelt gratitude, since He has said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. May the Christians of today take up the more practical import of that career. It is possible, yea, it is the duty and privilege of every child, man, and woman, to follow in some degree the example of the Master, by the demonstration of truth and life, of health and holiness. Christians claim to be his followers, but do they follow him in the way that he commanded? Hear these imperative commands. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Heal the sick. If all who ever partook of the sacrament had really commemorated the sufferings of Jesus and drunk of his cup, they would have revolutionized the world. If all who seek his commemoration through material symbols will take up the cross, heal the sick, cast out evils, and preach Christ or truth to the poor— the receptive thought, they will bring in the millennium. Our baptism is a purification from all error. Our church is built on the divine principle, love. We can unite with this church only as we are newborn of spirit, as we reach the life which is truth and the truth which is life, by bringing forth the fruits of love, casting out error, and healing the sick. Our Eucharist is spiritual communion with the one God. Our bread which cometh down from heaven is truth. Our cup is the cross our wine, the inspiration of love, the draft our master drank and commended to his followers. The divine must overcome the human at every point. The science Jesus taught and lived must triumph over all material beliefs about life, substance, and intelligence, and the multitudinous errors growing from such beliefs. Love must triumph over hate. Truth and life must seal the victory over error and death. Before the thorns can be laid aside for a crown, the benediction follow, Well done, good and faithful servant and the supremacy of spirit be demonstrated. Who is ready to follow his teaching and example? All must sooner or later plant themselves in Christ, the true idea of God. That he might liberally pour his dear-bought treasures into empty or sin-filled human storehouses was the inspiration of Jesus' intense human sacrifice. In witness of his divine commission, he presented the proof that life, truth, and love heal the sick and the sinning, and triumph over death through mind, not matter. This was the highest proof he could have offered of divine love. Truth's immortal idea is sweeping down the centuries, gathering beneath its wings the sick and sinning. My weary hope tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the science of Christ and love his neighbor as himself, when he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love in what it has done and is doing for mankind. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time, and whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. I will now read the three daily duties from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, And forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to duty. It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health, Christian Scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you, either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson was prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.